0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another week of Hometown Headlines. We're back to uh, update you all on everything that's happened the last couple of weeks. Like we said in one of the first episodes, sometimes Gaiman is a little bit slow on news. So we took a little break, and now we're back to give you a little bit of a longer episode with more content and... We can just go ahead and get into it then i guess sounds Sounds good
1: good. all right annette do you want to start yeah so on thursday october 8th a diamond man died in cimarron county it was about 15 miles southeast of boyce city oklahoma and it was 82 year old jerry donald hayworth and he was pronounced dead at the scene he was driving a freightliner and struck farm equipment in the roadway, and the Oklahoma Highway Patrol said he was pinned for nearly two hours before first responders could free him.
2: Right. No, yeah, so know, my family um, actually knew him pretty well. Really? Yeah. That's so Demp- scary. Scary.
3: And, um, also, on Saturday, October 10th, Texas County Commissioner Richard Bryan passed he had served as commissioner since 2013, and he was just recently reelected again in August. And um, according to some statutes from the state of Oklahoma, the governor is supposed to call a special election to fill that position within 30 days of the vacancy. However, Texas County Clerk Wendy Johnson said that uh, something about bad timing and that Foreman Dolan Sledge
0: will assume Brian's responsibilities for now. (coughs) So in a special election, does that mean that there will be new candidates or is someone just going to be like appointed? Do you know?
3: I'm really not
0: sure, but since it said special election,
3: I would assume that other people would be allowed to run. Okay. That will
0: be interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Do you have a COVID-19 update?
1: (laughs) I do. (laughs) Okay, so as of today, um, October 23rd, Texas County has 1,760 cumulative cases, with 89 of those being active. And then we have 10 deaths and 1,661 recovered. So.
3: Okay. And well. Annette actually just did an article. Um, Dr. Batista from here in town commented on the surge that we're getting in cases. And that'll be in the weekend, October 24th edition, if you want to check that out.
1: Yeah.
0: Did he say um, that it's looking like it's going to go up even more?
1: Yes. He said that there have been um, more people having to be transported from here to um, other hospitals outside of Texas County because at this hospital they'll only treat people who have mild ca- mild symptoms mm-hmm. and he didn't go into a lot a whole lot of detail about what that entails but he said that if the more severe symptoms are present that they will be transported to other hospitals amarillo woodward oklahoma city but you know that's also we're contributing to um like the surge in cases in their hospitals too and that's becoming very overwhelming for them yeah he did mention
0: so the covid unit that we talked to the interim ceo about Mm -hmm. that is full or is that just for minor cases
1: I'm going to assume minor cases because he said there's four out of the eight beds right now in use. Okay, so, So.
0: yeah, they're just, like, not quite equipped yet to Mm -hmm. handle the more severe cases. Yeah. The new CEO is coming in soon, Mm -hmm. like, the 26th, I think. Yeah, it's Bill Armand from Liberal, Kansas. He worked um, as the CEO at the Southwest Medical Center in Liberal for a while so I feel like he is probably a little bit informed with our area because they have offices here in town so that'll be interesting like I said hopefully we can get some kind of interview with him next week and have him on the podcast and of course in our paper um, for a more in-depth story but yeah that's happening next week too.
3: Um, Last week Wednesday I met with Senator James Inhofe. He flew into Gaiman on his plane and he met with me at the airport here in town. He, if you don't know, is the U.S. Senator for Oklahoma, and he has been since 1994. Um, He kind of mostly spoke about the agriculture and meat-producing industries here in the Panhandle and just some recent legislation from the White House that's affected those local industries. So if you want to check that out, I think that article was in
0: Wednesday, Tuesday? I
3: think it was... Tuesday
0: of this week. This it was week. this week, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like October twenty-first or twenty-second. But yeah, that article was interesting, and we can put an insert of Kaylee's conversation with Senator Inhofe here.
4: We've had a problem with one of our best allies, Taiwan, for a long period of time, but Taiwan has uh, has had a ban on uh, our cows and in and uh, hogs. And and so we are in the process now of changing all of that, and as of this last month, they lifted their ban ban in our. We'll be open to talking about free trade again. This would be a huge thing for uh, for not just the Panhandle out here, but all of Northern Oklahoma, because this allows them to uh, be able to get in there and. And, uh, and, and have a huge market for pork and, and beef. And this is something that we, that we put together. I, I talked to the Oklahoma Pork Council in May and we formed this group of the 10, of the 10 states that have the most hogs. And, uh, and, and so we made that coalition and that is what has been active in this thing. So that's, it's kind of a little bit of local um, good news here.
0: Senator Inhofe had a lot to say in that conversation with Kaylee, so if you would like to read more about it, um, feel free to stop by the uh, office and pick up Saturday, October 24th edition of the Gaiman Daily Herald. Um, yeah.
3: Also, uh, Guymon High School and Guymon Junior High are switching from their A-B schedule to all in-person learning uh, this coming Monday, October 26th. And so they will no longer be doing the on and off online learning and in-person learning. They're just going to go back to traditional in-person learning.
2: So,
3: To
1: add to that, Dr. Batista did mention that in the interview that I had with him that um, he just really um, urges the community to continue to follow like all the CDC guidelines and everything, especially since all the kids are going back to school the whole day and they're going to be in contact with each other a lot more.
2: I did read that they're so, still going
0: to be required to wear a mask in yeah. school. I've heard, so um, I have a sister-in-law up in Colorado who's a teacher, and her school district has required masks since the get-go, and they've been in person majority of the time. I don't know, like, exactly their scheduling and all that. They haven't had a single case. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. I know. And... I don't know if it's because Colorado is more strict on their guidelines. Just they it's actually unbelievable. But, yeah, they haven't had a single case oh. in their entire district. And she lives in, like, a tourist town. So it's, like, people from out of town are co- it's ca- it's kind of crazy that they haven't had any cases. So I feel like that's a mm. place to kind of look at mm. to see yeah. how they're doing things because <laughs> they're taking care of it. It's strange <laughs> <story>. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it'll be interesting to see how Guymon goes after they go back to school because –
3: I know within the first couple of days of Gaiman reopening school, there were
0: cases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there were people quarantining. Mm-hmm. But they also didn't require
2: masks until yeah. that first case came mm-hmm. about. People really need to take the coronavirus seriously, I believe, so it yeah. yeah. doesn't just keep spreading.
0: Yep.
3: Switching gears again, <laughs> <laughs> Heritage Community, our local um, assisted living facility, they're offering CNA classes November 2nd through 16th. And they're also looking to hire on about six people, um, who complete those classes. So there's a job opportunity here in town if you're looking. And those CNA
0: classes are free, I believe, if you if, agree to work mm-hmm. for Heritage Community after.
3: Yes, <laughs> and if you don't want to work with Heritage, you can still attend the classes, but they'll be three hundred dollars. Hmm. Interesting. And where's this at? At Heritage Community um, okay. slash Dunaway Manor. It's okay. the
0: the assisted living. Yeah. Yep.
3: And Michael Patterson, a teacher at Guyman High School, was named as one of the 12 finalists for Oklahoma's Teacher of the Year. Um, that story, if you want to read more about that, will be in the Weekend
0: Edition October 24th. So go check that out. That's exciting. Mr. Mm-hmm. Patterson has been around Guyman High School for a long time, and I know he's made, like, a huge impact I've, just throughout the years. I've interviewed that.
3: him a couple of times, and oh, he really? seems so sweet, and he loves what he does, and he's really in it for the kids. So,
0: yeah. the He is I don't know the head of the speech and debate team yeah and they're great every single year like I don't know it's just a thing that speech and debate from Grimey is really good and it's Mm -hmm. because of him so he deserves it I think he teaches drama as well oh really I think so well I know they have like one act I don't know I wasn't in all of that in high school so I Mm -hmm. don't know all the
2: details but I just know they're really good at what they do yeah (laughs) and then his wife were both really talented Mm
0: -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm
2: I guess I can give you guys a little bit of a recap uh, in the sports world. Um, the Guyman softball team, for the first time in history, they went to state. Um, they had played Carl Albert for their first game, and I had got the opportunity to interview their third baseman, Availi Gonzalez. Um, unfortunately, they lost to Carl Albert 18-0, to but it's uh, an amazing, amazing deal that they made it to state for the first time. So I was so excited for them. Me
0: too. I played softball here in Kevin, and <laughs> I feel like that's just so exciting. It is exciting.
2: I was so happy to see that they went. They and have a really good program, and I think for the years to come, just to watch out for them.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. That's seriously so exciting. I yeah. feel like, I mean, when you go to state tournament, you're not going to play anyone that's an easy win. No. But Carl mm-hmm. Albert is tough, and yeah. I do not – hold it against them at no, all of for and that just the long. fact that, that they nerves,
3: made it yeah. to the state tournament is a huge accomplishment yeah. yeah
0: seriously that
3: is so
2: exciting i mean they're all very like everyone on that team's very talented i think nerves just had a lot to do with it i mean mm-hmm. i think they were kind of just like in shock one step at it.
0: a time yeah exactly <laughs> i know Leah Gutierrez. she's on the team i don't know what position but she won earlier this year we did the reader's choice mm-hmm. uh decades contest and she won softball player of the decade actually yeah she's actually going to
2: be next week's athlete of the week so i already contacted her i love it (laughs) i had did an interview with Availi gonzalez she plays for the guidance softball team she's a third baseman and for that interview you can listen here i am here with the regional champion Availi gonzalez and here she is hi my name is Availi gonzalez i'm 15 and i played third base on varsity they're about to go to state thursday they're gonna play Carl albert so that's super exciting guyman's never done that before it's like making history um tell us a little bit about yourself
5: um i'm 15 like i said i've been playing varsity since i was a freshman it's i love softball it's my passion i love it with my whole heart and can't wait to see what these next couple years are capable of.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so um I have some questions for her just like typical questions that some people have asked me to ask players around here. Um so Avery, what drives your passion for softball? Um my passion for
5: softball, I definitely get it from my parents. They love watching me play and I love playing for them. It just feels so good to watch them smile.
2: And it just makes me so very happy. That's super sweet. <clears throat> so how long have you played softball? I've been playing for nine years nonstop. Oh, there you go, people. Okay, what have you learned the most from playing under your current coaches? Shout out to them. They're awesome.
5: I've learned to keep my head up always and, you know, think of play ahead, always stay up, and it definitely helps to stay up.
2: And you can tell. <laughs> Okay, um, what's your favorite or who's your favorite college softball team player and why?
5: My favorite college softball team is OU. My favorite player is Jocelyn Allo. She's very inspiring. She is a great player. She always, you know, is a step ahead of everything, makes sure her team's up and ready to win. That's
2: awesome. I love OU, so I like that. Um, what are your plans after you graduate high school?
5: I'm hoping to get a full ride for softball,
2: a scholarship. That's awesome, I bet you definitely can. <laughs> so um, what other sports do you play and how are you academically?
5: I play track and basketball. Awesome. Well, I do track, but yeah. and my grades are A's and B's.
2: Cool, cool. Well, I want to congratulate you specifically on being the athlete of the week. Thank you. and for winning regionals. Um, so how do you, on the regional and state topic, how do you feel about going to state? It feels great. I mean, Gaiman
5: softball has never done it before, and for me to do it my sophomore year, it's just amazing because we just made history, yes. the whole softball team.
2: I'm so happy and excited for you guys. Like, I'm so happy for Gaiman schools, you know, in general. Mm -hmm. And for this to happen. Um, So, yeah. Okay, so uh, what can we see from you specifically during state?
5: Um, Definitely being 110%, Mm. doing the most I can, anything possible, anything it takes. Anything it takes.
2: Awesome, okay, so ladies and gentlemen, she is a regional champion, that is so awesome. Explain to me how you felt during that moment. Oh, in that moment, it was probably the
5: best day of my life. Yeah. It. I will always remember, if I could go back, I definitely would. It felt amazing, just us, like, jumping up and down, crying, hugging each other, all the parents running on the field, it was just great. Aww. Oh
2: super super that makes me so happy well i just want you to know i'm so proud of you um you're an awesome player and guyman's lucky to have you on their team and i'm excited to see what your future holds thank you um i had chosen brett fields to be this week's athlete of the week he runs cross country for Gaiman. um he's amazing he always ends up in like the top five spots um and he's really dedicated to the sport and actually all of the sports that he plays. And um, Guyman High School Football plays Woodward tonight, this Friday. Um, it's another home game at 7. And then Texoma plays Hooker tonight as well in Hooker at 7. So that's going to be an exciting game. I will be there to cover it. And then yesterday, uh, the Guyman Swim Team had their first ever swimathon to earn money for their swim team and then um, cross-country runs at Norman tomorrow, Saturday, for their regional meet, so that'll be exciting. You know, speaking of sports, um, I'm sure
3: everybody's heard by now, but the head football coach of Guyman High School Football was released from his duties on Monday, October 12th. Yes. did. So. Um,
2: I've tried to been in contact with him, I want to get um, just his spill on things. He did reach back to me, so that should be coming soon, so check
0: out for that. Yeah, hopefully next week's podcast can have some really interesting interviews because um, the interview with the football coach and then the new permanent CEO of the hospital is uh, to be assuming that role on or before October 26th is what the press release we received from the DA said. So, yeah, we should have some good interviews next week mm. covering those Thanks. topics for sure. Yeah. And then that uh Texoma Hooker football game Friday night, uh, that's like the Texas County bedlam, so that's yeah. an exciting game. <laughs> I think last year I know
3: Texoma beat Hooker by just a few points and I heard that was the first time they had beaten Hooker in several years. So. Yeah.
2: Normally it's Hooker, I mean, they're kinda like the team around here to watch, but Texhoma's undefeated. But this season, yeah, it's been just straight Texhoma, so yep. it'll be interesting. I mean, I personally think Texhoma's gonna come out on top, but I'm excited to watch the game. Yeah,
0: I bet it'll be a good matchup. It usually is.
2: Well, I think
3: that's all we have for you guys this time. Nice.
1: Okay, bye. Thank you, guys. Thank you for
3: listening.